0: Hello and welcome back to the Space News Pod, your source for daily science, technology, and space news. The United States Pentagon has asked for some money to develop particle beam weapons that will be shooting from space, microwave weapons possibly... And I'm going to get a little bit more into that after I say thank you to everybody who's been subscribing to this podcast. I appreciate every single one of you. If you haven't subscribed yet and you've been a listener, make sure you subscribe to the pod. I appreciate it. And also rate the pod on Apple podcast. Five star rating gets us boosted a little bit. Also, if you write a review, a positive review, everything is better in the long run. And this podcast gets pushed up the technology uh, category. And then we can do more and more of these awesome pods about space technology and science. And speaking of space, defense officials want to test a neutral particle beam in orbit in 2023 as part of a ramped up effort to explore various types of space based weaponry. Space-based weaponry. Is that really needed? Well, they think it is, and they're asking for $304 million in the 2020 budget to develop such beams with more powerful lasers and other new tech for missile defense. They want next-generation missile defense, and they're needed, as they say, to counter new missiles from China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran. And the Pentagon is going to undertake two studies one of them is a $15 million exploration, and that's if satellites outfitted with lasers might be able to disable enemy missiles coming off the launch pad. And defense officials said that uh, these lasers would need to be in the megawatt class, and they expect to finish the study in about six months. And they're also asking money for a study of space-based neutral particle beams. And that's a directed energy beam that disrupts missiles with streams of subatomic particles traveling close to light speed as opposed to a laser whose photons travel at light speed. A senior defense official said we've come a long way in terms of the technology we use today to where a full all up system wouldn't be the size of three of these conference rooms, right? We now believe we can get it down to a package that we can put on as part of a payload to be placed on orbit. Power generation, beam formation, and accelerometer that's required to get there. And what it takes to neutralize that beam, uh, that capability has been matured, and there are technologies that we can use today to miniaturize it. But that doesn't mean that they're actually going to deploy this beam. They're not they don't know if they're going to deploy the weapon. And they said, I can't say that it is going to be at a space and weight requirement that's going to actually be feasible. But we're pushing forward with the prototype and demo. And it means we need to understand as a department the costs and what it would take to go to do that. And there is a lot of folklore that says it's either crazy expensive or that it's free. It needs to be a definitive study and he goes on to say the addition of the neutral particle beam effort will design develop and conduct a feasibility demonstration for a space-based directed energy intercept layer this future system will offer new kill options for the ballistic missile defense system and adds another layer of protection for the homeland so basically what they want these weapons to do so a enemy rocket were to leave the atmosphere Right. And they only have a couple of minutes before it does that. And once it leaves the atmosphere, they can't be taken out by air batteries. So they have to be taken out by some other way. And that's where the directed energy applications are for. But you have to scale up the power to a megawatt class. And then you have to reduce the weight to launch it. And you got to have a power source. And they say that it's critically Technically challenging, And there are proponents of this because some people don't want space weapons and I'll get into that right after this break because I have to take a pause for the cause and pay some bills and I'll be right back. Welcome back. Kingston Reef, who directs disarmament and threat reduction policy at the Arms Control Association, said the deployment of interceptors in space would be a disaster for strategic stability. To ensure the credibility of their nuclear deterrence, Russia and China would likely respond by building additional and new types of long-range ballistic missiles, as well as missiles that fly on non-ballistic trajectories. Russia and China would also take steps to improve their ability to destroy such U.S. interceptors, therefore greatly increasing the threat to U.S. assets in space. And you might have heard about the Outer Space Treaty. It was signed by the U.S. in 1967, and it prohibits placing nuclear weapons in space. But it doesn't say anything about particle beam weapons. doesn't say anything about weapons that aren't of mass destructive capabilities. Now, the other thing is, this isn't the first time that a government is doing this. Uh, China and Russia are also developing space-based weapons. And they could possibly put them in orbit by next year. Both states are developing jamming and cyberspace capabilities, directed energy weapons, on-orbit capabilities, and ground-based anti-satellite missiles that can achieve a range of reversible to non-reversible effects. Both also have networks of telescopes, radars, and satellites to track, characterize, and and possibly even target US satellites that watch enemy movements and missile launches. And China is likely building anti-satellite laser weapons and may already have a limited capability to deploy limited capability anti-satellite satellites. So this is a satellite that possibly, you know, it it flies up to another satellite basically and it sprays it with something. Uh, They have uh, chemical sprayers, high power microwaves, radio frequency jammers, another laser, robotic mechanism so like a robotic arm that can reach out and grab the other satellite and yank it out of orbit or crush it or whatever, and kinetic kill vehicles. So a kinetic kill vehicle, well that's just a ramming kamikaze kind of satellite. So the satellite might destroy itself in order to destroy another satellite. But this is the way the war is going. We're not fighting wars anymore as much as we used to on the ground. Things like drones, autonomous vehicles, uh, things of that technical nature happen, you know, more so than not. And satellite fights, well, they're just going to be commonplace in the future because we're headed off ground up in the air autonomously. Now, China is also developing satellites that can perform on orbit inspections of its satellites. So it can repair a satellite that's already in orbit. And the United States is also developing on-orbit repair capabilities. And then some of these satellites, they can be used as weapons. So these satellites, they have repair capabilities. Think about what they would do if they use these tools to dismantle an enemy satellite. Those are the thing that the future of space war, I guess, is if you want to call it that, it's going to look like. But don't leave Russia out of this. They're heavily invested in space-based attack satellites, and in 2017, Russia deployed what is described as an inspector satellite capable of diagnosing the technical condition of a Russian satellite from the closest possible distance. However, its behavior is inconsistent with on-orbit inspection activities or space situational awareness capabilities. And now if the United States Defense Department does deploy the weapons in space that they're talking about building, they would be the first country to do so officially. All these other things are kind of hush hush and uh, they're still working on things. But if the United States gets up there first and does it first and they claim it first, shortly thereafter, the other countries would follow suit. So I hope they didn't scare you too much. It's a really weird subject. I don't like to get into these subjects too much, but I thought it was a pretty interesting uh, concept, and I thought it was uh, kind of one of those things that nobody really talks about. So I, you know, maybe it's something we should talk about more. Um, but I would like to say thank you to everybody who's taking the time out of their day to spend that time with me and to spend that time learning about science, space, and technology. All that stuff was in this episode. So if you liked it, make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you really liked it, go to patreon.com slash Space News Podcast and help out financially for the Space News Pod. My name is Will and I will see you soon.